What's up, sports fans? This is TJ and B reporting back for another episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Catino, alongside uh, my amazing counterpart, Timothy Duffy. Tim, how, ben you, doing? how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, buddy. You know, we haven't really talked in a while about um on this show, but um, yeah, sorry, we weird we... intro, but I'm, I'm pretty good today, Ben. Just excited to be back with you, bro. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, talk some sports. Be back, rip it up on the mic with you, brother. Yeah, we had a very um, eventful, um, very eventful week in terms of sports. Yeah, I mean, we we started off on Monday. Uh, we went to the Sunday. Actually, let's go back to Sunday. Okay, men's league kickoff. Oh yeah, uh, Tim <laughs> and I are in the sophomore year of our men's league now, Northman Hoops. Yep. Summer league at the uh, North Smithfield Turf Courts. A lot of fun, you know? Season two, that's right. So, the sophomore season. You know, that was the first sporting event that I was really excited to be back at. It's, It seems like COVID is slowly fading, I guess you could say. Masks are becoming less um, prominent. Less, and, you know, give a fuck you know, about. There's, there's fans watching our games. You know, it was just, it was a great environment to when be you, around. When again. you deal with customers nowadays, like what percent of them wear masks in the last like month? Like at Deep Trillos or the like liquor e- store? Either place you work at, like um, in general. I'd probably say in the about, last like month or like like three weeks. I'd probably say about ten percent. I also was gonna say about ten percent. Yeah, I mean, even when do when people do come in with a mask, they'll be like, "Do I have to wear this?" And I'll be like, "Absolutely not." Dude, I don't even wear it anymore. Going into places, it's like yeah, crazy how it's fading away. And um, yeah, full comp- dude, a lot of people in you know these places now, and that brings us to our. Our next sporting event, you know, we had a, we had the privilege of going to a pretty nice filled Fenway Park. Yeah, on Monday. I mean, going to see the Red Sox. That was awesome because it, this was really like the first event that I went to that was like thousands of people in so long. Thousands of people, no mask, no social distancing. It just it's felt right. It, it felt like normal life again. You it was know? awesome. Fenway was rocking. Even though it was a rainy day, like it, it was still a very packed stadium. I mean, Fenway yeah. o- Fenway always packs it in. Um, yeah. This was this was the game where Rafi Devers hit the walk off. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm really happy that happened because one, a lot of us bet on uh, Vladdy Jr. to hit a home run, and he literally and, did. Yeah. So top of the ninth. This was we're crazy. Up, we're up one life. nothing, so it was kind of a boring game until then because Red Sox scored in the fifth inning, I believe, and that was the third inning, and that was the only score of the game until the top of the ninth, where Vladdy Jr. I mean, it, I'm sure it was crazy to see on TV, but in person, I mean, just if you if it, you blinked, this ball was out of the stadium. Dude, just watching it soar, dude, and like that whole game for me was like a blur. Anyways, <laughs> you know, like. It was just a blur. It was kind of just like there, there's blurs, and then, and then there's like opening your eyes underneath, like in a swamp. You know, then there's like that. That's what that game was like for me. But dude, by the ninth inning, bro, you know, I'm seeing two outs. You know, this guy has two yeah, strikes two on him. Outs. Two outs and two strikes. I think it was like a, it may have been full. I don't think it was full count. I think it was like a one-two pitch or whatever. Yeah, he had two strikes dude, as well. Literally, bro, just watching it just soar overneath this fucking green monster. One hundred fourteen miles off the bat. 
dude. I mean, that it, was nuts. it literally looked like a rocket ship. I genuinely couldn't believe it. It just it sucked. <laughs> it, dude, you could just hear the stadium. Like that's what sports is all about in real life, you know? Just hearing the the entire energy just suck out of the stadium. Oh yeah, everyone just softening. Every, you know, everyone's, everyone's pissed. Everyone's clapping really loud. They're thinking the Red Sox are about to get they the last out. They were gonna you know beat traffic before ten o'clock, you yeah. know. And that, that was another thing, too. It was great to just, like, hear, like, that gasp when he hit that home run. Like, oh, you know, everyone <laughs> yeah. was like, fuck. Like, it, 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 was so, it was so funny hearing the gasp, bro. It was <laughs> fucked. It was such a messed up feeling, bro. Like, we're all ready to, like, leave and shit, dude. And then. Like, dude, bottom, the people behind us, the kids from Seattle literally left. Yeah. At the top of the eighth inning. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people left in that eighth inning, obviously, to try to beat traffic. You met but some great Obviously, people. we weren't going to leave. Dude. We, we I mean, some, this this was our first sporting yeah. event in like two years. Yeah, we're not we're not fucking like band. We're not sellouts, dude. Like, Absolutely not. Me and Will know, you know, from like nine years ago, we went to a Red Sox game. Red Sox were up nine nothing. They ended up losing the Yankees fifteen to nine. Dude, this guy next was the whole game was telling us it, it ain't over till it's over. Oh, it never is you know? until there's. So a... You gotta remember. We saw yesterday with the Atlanta Hawks. You know, down twenty four points. Let's, let's dive points. into that, actually. Let's dive into that one a little bit. But I want to give a shout-out to all the nice people that we met at the Red Sox game. These two dudes from Seattle. Um, and then this kid who bought me ice cream. Yeah, what was your boy's name? I think his name was Nick. Okay. Dude, I was, dude they, they had three white-ass names that I kind of forget. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, label them, dude, because, like, they followed me. And they had me on Snap. And this kid was sending me snaps, dude. And I, like, couldn't remember which name went to which face. Yeah. It was messed up. I mean, names are tough, especially when you're – Encountering thousands then I think, of people. Then I think they had some of their boys in the crowd following me too, bro, because I couldn't recognize some of these kids. Yeah, and it was pretty crazy, was you know, weird. like when we walked into the stadium and like at least seven people were like, yo, you guys are the TJ and B podcast, right? Yeah. No, I'm just playing. We had magical <laughs> to us with that. We, had, we promoted our, our uh, you know, show a little bit to this kid who bought me ice cream. Yeah. So that was his boy. I gave him like half of a Dr. McKilligutty nip. Hopefully you listen to that. Yeah, he bought me ice cream. This is something I want you guys all remember in life. In life, I've been telling my coworkers this, man. I've been blessing people, bro. I've been saying if you if you guys feed your people, they'll feed you back. Absolutely. You get good karma, bro. Good juju. You get Tell out me. what you put in. It's a real thing, guys. This kid bought me a five seventy five cup, not even the cup, the helmet with ice that's cream. A, that's a crime. You know, to have ice cream. That's. A small cup as of ice cream. As expensive as that. And, and not and to busto, mention, a, a bottle of Dasani water was like five or six bucks, yeah. which is just... A beer. A bottle, a can of beer was eleven fifty. <laughs> Shout out to our boy, different. also, Mondi, yeah, Mike for his Mondi. sad departure from the game. Um, yeah. Screw Fenway and their security. Um, yeah. And their, you know... Poor kid didn't even get to see the game. Blasphemous double standards. But, like, at the same time, he's a Yankees fan. He's a Yankees fan. fan so no, I'm just playing. Did, I wish you were if there, If we did bro. have to sacrifice one person <laughs> based on, you know, loyalty to the club's playing, I guess it would have had to have been Mondi. Yeah. But it's still a shame it happened, you know? Well, I mean, the, the, the tough part was, too, he, he put in effort because he was actually wearing should a we Red Sox what, hat. Should we tell them what happened? See, I mean, is that fucked up for, um, him, for him as a Yankees fan to wear a Red Sox hat, though? No. And, I mean, let's not expose him, you know. <laughs> Mike Durande unfortunately man. had to uh, make an early departure from the game. Yeah, we love Monty, bro. I'm just shitting on him. Anyway. But would you wear a Yankees cap? Absolutely not. Yeah, Never. exactly. I wouldn't either. Fuck the Yankees. Yeah. Anyway. But back to what we were saying. Let's dive right into uh, some NBA talk. Let's... Because I don't, know, I don't know how much the listeners want to hear about our lives, you know, but that but Red Sox game is dope. That so. just showed how human we were, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, the Hawks, 
with a humongous win yesterday. And I think the bigger story here is obviously Philly blowing a huge lead, which they do a lot, especially yeah. in the playoffs. It's bad. Um, that was really I bad. I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched most of the first half, which the Sixers were up by at least 20 for most of it. And then I tuned in with about five minutes left when the Hawks went on that 14 nothing run to take the lead. And then Joel Embiid, who was, I believe, second in the MVP voting or yeah, third. I think he was third. Um, he misses two free throws down three with a couple seconds left. And that pretty much sealed the game because then they just passed it into Trey Young and he got fouled and obviously made both of them. So yeah. what are your thoughts here? I mean, if if the Sixers lose this series – Who's got to go in Philly? Like, is it Doc Rivers? Is he a one-and-done there? I don't think he's a one-and-done. You know, I think with Doc Rivers, he has a lot more upside than a lot of other, you know, potential coaching candidates. You know, mm-hmm. what team he can do, he can take teams to the playoffs. You know, I'm sure he's blown leads. But I think this is more on the players, you know. I mean, I think if anyone's getting shipped, and, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, outside external pressure from, like, fans and media coming to play in these recent decisions by, like, teams lately. Yeah. I think Ben Simmons could get shipped. That's what I was thinking, too. You know, he's a guy who – he's going to give you good D, but, dude, he's non-productive on offense. Eight points last game, game five, you know, pivotal game. And you're only getting eight points, 11 points, you know, 18 points. But he's a guy who can't shoot outside 16 feet from the field. You know, he hasn't really expanded his game. His stats have kind of regressed from his – all the way down from his rookie year. And, you know, I don't know if it's the answer in Philadelphia. Yeah, they had the best record in the East this season. But him and Joel Embiid – you know, as we've seen these last few years, they can't really get over the hump. And I believe Simmons was out for the playoffs last year against the mm-hmm. Celtics. That's why they got swept. But you know, he's a guy who's gonna he's gonna make your team better to an extent. He's gonna play good defense. You know, elite defense. One if of you the will. best defenders. One of the best league. defenders in the league. But you know, I just think offensively, he's not too enough. You know, only putting up four shots all last game. Yeah. Um. You know, I think he's a piece that could get traded. And to and go go off your point, he he he's sorry. a guy who, he can sell high now, you know. Yeah, I was that's literally what I was just gonna say. He's a very young and in a lot of people's eyes, very valuable asset. So he could be someone that you could get a very good return for, and maybe get multiple very good role players and a couple picks, and yeah. you know, to put these very good role players around Joel Embiid, and maybe get a. Uh, free agent signing as well, like someone like a DeMar DeRozan that's an unrestricted free agent this year. I know he's going to be a hot name in the market this year because um, he's going to stay with San Antonio. Yeah, because there was rumors that he might he might get traded out of San Antonio, so I doubt they'll be heavily pursuing him uh, this offseason. But, I mean, to go back to Ben Simmons, he – the thing is with him, I, I feel like him – and Giannis are kind of in the same class because they're considered these obviously Giannis is a lot better than Ben Simmons but they're these superstars like and it's tough to say superstars because they cannot close out games like we saw the other night with Giannis He's missing free throws, and he dropped that pass for the wide-open layup. That was it, bad. In a very critical situation. And, and it's another, just like – Those other blown lead, too. It's, you it's know, they like, were up by as much as 17 that game. It's like how many times can can these superstars blow 
the end of games. Like, it makes you question if Giannis can really be, like, the best player on his team. Like, I I think the problem with him is, like, he needs someone alongside of him that's, like, a major superstar. Like, obviously, they have Drew Holiday and they have um, Chris Chris Middleton, but they're not, like an over-the-top superstar. Like, you need yeah. a ball handler that can create his own shot. They're like, they're fringe all-stars, those two dudes. Yeah. Like, and It makes for solid big three, but it's not going to compete with, you know, heavyweight teams like Brooklyn. Yeah. Even, with, even not even at full strength. Sorry, but, I was kind of sidetracking with Giannis, but... That's a good ben, point, though. Ben Simmons, too. It's like, like you said, eight points in yesterday. It's just not enough. And the thing with Ben Simmons is, like, I feel like when I'm watching him, like, he almost like holds back. It's really the weirdest thing. It, it's like it's either he holds back or it's like an effort thing. Yeah. Like this, I feel like he could dominate a game like Giannis does because if you think about it, they do have they do have kind of similar play styles where they 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 can handle the ball and they're six ten plus. You know, they're, six ten guards, they're huge ball guards. handlers that are very crafty around the rim and can yeah. just bulldoze through a defense. But the, the the main problem with Ben Simmons is, I mean, it's very obvious. It has been for the last three years or however long he's been in the league. He can't fucking shoot the ball. He cannot shoot the ball outside of a layup. So basically, sense basically what these teams are doing. He used to have a is, shot too, like when he was in high school. Yes, it's, it's very – he even shot some threes in college too yeah. at LSU. And it's just very weird because – now, teams that are defending him, they're just sagging a couple steps off of him. And when he drives, the person in help defense just collapses and they create a wall and he can't really do anything. Yeah. And, and I, I, I know I just said it, maybe he's not – it's like he's holding back or he's not trying or he just simply can't get open looks because he's so predictable. Um, obviously, this league is changing to – an outside perimeter league. I mean, we see teams like the Suns where pretty much everyone on the floor at all times can shoot the three ball outside of DeAndre Ayton. And I believe he's actually put up a couple threes before. So Suns are okay the best team in the West right now. That's the thing. Like if in the thing with the Sixers is like obviously Embiid is an absolute superstar, but he's not someone that can create his own shot at the end of games. You know, he needs yeah. the ball in the post with his back to the defender. Yeah. He can somewhat shoot threes, but I mean, it's very inconsistent. And that that's really the main problem here. So I, I, I'm i very on board with you when you say that Ben Simmons should be the one that shipped because ultimately I think, you know, we've been hearing trust the process for all these years, but there's going to be a point, point in time where you, you got to break this up and try yeah. something new. Got to try a new formula. And, you know, what the Sixers, if they lose this series, I think that will, you know, cost me. If they make these conference finals and if they somehow win this series, then I think they probably keep both of them going to the next year because mm-hmm. you know, I think these conference finals, you know, you know, in a, in a conference where you have, you know, the Bucks and that's two teams who, you know, are prob- probably could beat the Sixers in a seven-game series. I think that's a realistic ceiling for them. But if they lose, you know, either of these next games against the Hawks, you know, I think one, I think Simmons is out. Yeah. If not Simmons, then definitely Tobias Harris. They're definitely going to try to get something because I think they're still in win now mode because, you know, they still have Joel Embiid. 
you know, in his prime. Keep in mind, he didn't miss his first two years in the NBA, so he's still what, like he's only like twenty five years old. Yeah, right. Twenty. He's twenty seven years old, so like he's gonna be thirty soon. And you know, not saying that like he's gonna lose any athleticism or any skill, but you know, he's a guy with an injury history coming up on you know his thirties. You gotta think this championship window is you know, not as big as it once looked like, you know, a few years ago, and they were one of the youngest Haas teams in the league when Joel Embiid was, you know, rookie of the year candidate, you know, this and that. But, you know, I think that this is the biggest, this is the most important Sixers playoff game probably in about 20 years. Oh, absolutely. Because in not saying anything, two more points about this series for me. One, going back to my point about Doc Rivers, I mean, you can't really blame yesterday's game on him because – they jumped out to a huge lead, and then obviously they blew it. And those you know, two missed free throws from Joel Embiid, you you can't blame that on Doc Rivers. Like, yeah. if Embiid makes those free throws, they have a chance to win that game. Because if he makes those free throws, they don't even have to foul. I believe there was more than 24 no, I seconds. I think there ago. was like 15. Okay, but even so, he makes those, you foul, it's still yeah. a three-point. That's still a one-possession game. And Seriously. you have you have Seth Curry on the floor who had over who thirty had thirty-four points. points at that point. He had time. over thirty points yesterday. He was Very hot. He had threes the entire game. He had like seven threes. One of the best shooters in the league. So you definitely had a shot if he makes those free throws, but he just didn't, and they collapsed. And then two, I mean, props to this Hawks team, and not to say anything, they've played way better in Atlanta than they have away. Yeah. In this in this playoff run, I mean, I I think the crowd has a lot to do with it. Their their crowd is extremely loud, extremely intensive, and Trey Young just absolutely eats. It looks like it looks like he's one of these young superstars now that is flourishing under the lights, like he a Luka really Doncic and um, who else was I gonna say? Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But Trey Young is <laughs> obviously he's like the Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's also he's reminding me of like what Jamal Murray did last year. You know, he's yeah. just really emerging. I mean, he already was a superstar. Just put the team on his back too, but you know, especially at the end of la- yesterday's game. Yeah, you know, if we're watching the highlights right before the show, I mean, he scored like ten points in a row at one point in the last oh, yeah. like, two minutes, or like at least like ten of twelve or something. You know, he was. I think he probably had at least like ten of the fourteen points in that fourteen zero mm-hmm. run. So, yeah, this guy really puts the team on his back. Especially in New York, you know, obviously in the the game winning shot in game one too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just clutch. He just yeah. has it. And if you didn't think he had it before the series, you know, all star stub too this year, which I think was kind of blasphemous in my opinion. The guy averaging twenty nine points per game. Yeah, he's, he he was a, a starter two years ago. He was a so. starter last year. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't make the team this year the with thing, a better record, with better numbers. The thing this guy's legit. The thing that's really impressive about him to me is not only can he really shoot from anywhere, but I really love his inside game. He had 18 assists Because if you four, press bro. up on Trey Young, right, he can blow by you. And, and the thing that really impresses me the most is how he how he shoots around the rim. Because it's a lot of these, like, floaters. And obviously him as a small and like pretty scrawny point guard like he's not going to be going up with big men and like looking for contact yeah and he's just extremely efficient in this like mid-range floater game which is which is like a very a very great skill to have as a small guard and i think that's really what's taking his game to the next level because 
not a, the not only is the three pointer the only thing you got to worry about, you got to worry about when he gets into this mid range and in the paint too. Yeah. It's just, he's just been really impressive this playoffs. He really has been. For sure. Uh, let's move over to uh, the Jazz Clippers. Now, Kawhi Leonard, unfortunately, goes down. Is he out for the with, series? Uh, I, just, a, I don't know, man. a suspected like, ACL injury. You never yeah. know Kawhi and the injuries, dude. He could be back game seven. He could be out. But I mean, extreme. I was I was extremely impressed with the Clippers yesterday because. Oh yeah. And two players really stand Dude, out to the me. The Jazz were like minus ten and a half. Yeah. At one point. You so, know? what was really impressive to me was one Reggie Jackson. I mean, this guy really stepped Came in up. The clutch. Ten straight points in the fourth quarter. How many I threes mean, did he have? Like five. Definitely a pretty four. good amount. He was stroking that thing yesterday. And He's been clutch this whole playoffs. Too, and you know? Paul George, man. I mean, the the response we're getting in this playoff run from Paul George compared to last year is just astronomical. And he really needed this because there was a stigma around Paul George where obviously he just didn't show up in the playoffs in previous years. Playoff P. And Pandemic I think P, baby. And you know, if if they win this series. No one can really say anything about bad about Paul George anymore because yeah he completely put this team on their back yesterday and beat statistically the best team in the NBA this year. Yeah, record to take a to take a three two lead, which is absolutely yeah. humongous because now now that was on the road too. So yeah, they now they go LA. back to LA. They have home home court advantage and all the momentum on their side. Paul George I mean, thirty seven sixteen. That's nuts. If they can put together another performance like yesterday, they're going to win this series. And the Jazz and the Jazz are once again going to disappoint in the playoffs. Coming off a, a 3-1 loss last year to the yeah. Nuggets, if you remember. So the Clippers, and now, too. Both the, these are the battle, this is the battle of the two teams that blew 3-1 leads to Denver. Yep. So and now... You can see the same thing about the Clippers and their playoff disappointment. They've never been to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. You know? So this is really... A franchise altering series right here. And the Clippers being down 2 0 in each of this their is as series. This is the Sixers series. Yeah. In my opinion, for both the futures of these teams. Absolutely. And yeah, and we can know, talk about that too. Like, if, if the Jazz lose this series, like, they might start blowing it up as well. Like, same with does the Rudy Gobert need to go? Does Do they need to fire their coach? Like, I don't know, man. It's the playoffs are really, it looked bad yesterday morning with. Kawhi Leonard and CP3 now being out. What the hell but happened I mean, with CP3? It was like a COVID protocol. He tested positive for COVID. Did he actually? But he got the vaccine in February. Everything makes sense, dude. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's He's all tested positive for COVID. It's all screwed up. But yeah, I mean, this guy the, is so unlucky. As you just said, the, and I think more so the Jazz now because if the Clippers lose, it's like arguably the best player in the playoffs is out now. So yeah. it's like they have an excuse there, you know? Yeah, to not blow it up. That's But the Jazz, point. they really have no excuse to having the best record in the league this year and being up 2-0, and now you're down 3-2. If you lose four straight, I mean. That's a gut punch. They really, they really might need to blow it all up. Yeah, they realistically could. 
And the yeah. game I'm really excited for is happening in about – oh, it's probably, probably about like, to start. Probably like five minutes. Um, we're at 24 minutes here, so – So, uh, wanna... let's, let's just talk about one last thing before we wrap it up. Yeah. Just to preview this game. KD, game five performance. This is the best <laughs> performance of Kevin Durant's entire career, in my opinion. All right, put, I have a hot take. I'll put that on dogs. 49, 17, and 10. I'll, I have a hot take. A 17-point comeback. What's your hot take? That... Let's hear it. That performance two nights ago, and I'm gonna say this before I say my take. <laughs> I think I think Kevin Durant's kind of a bitch. I'm still not over the golden. For sure. I'm still not he's over the. I'm still not over the Golden State move. Right. He's a he's a bona fide bitch. He's the he's the picture perfect dictionary image of bitch. But, but, that performance two nights ago put Kevin Durant as a top five player. Of all time, in my opinion. That was... Uh, oh, my Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. wow. Ke- Kevin Durant is a top He's five a top player He's a top five player ever. This guy... Did you tell me this performance, is... an Eastern Conference semifinals game? It was a I mean, it's not just that. Know? This guy is unbelievable. He is a seven-foot guard that can not only score... I mean, this is one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. Yeah, you legitimately You could can, say he's, he's top five just skill, but, you know... You legitimately cannot guard this guy. Yeah, but taking other things into account, is he really top five? Yes. Right, let me hear it. Let me hear some more. Dude, like, <laughs> this guy... Convince me. Who is a better offensive player than Kevin Durant? Yeah, that's a good point, but, like... Are we talking okay. about top five? Like, not not only can he do that. We're talking about top he's a five. very he's a very good defender as well. He's a solid defender. It's kind of dwindled down the last few years, but he's he's still up there, right? For sure, you said something about LeBron too. Okay, so now they're up three two. Let's say they win this series. They win the finals, right? Yeah. They win the Eastern Conference Finals. Then they win the finals. Now Kevin Durant has three rings, and probably three Finals MVPs. Three Finals MVPs. And an amazing resume. He ha- he also MVP. has a regular season MVP. Probably like I, a shit ton of first team all NBAs. Has he ever been on an all defensive team? Let me check. I'm sure he has. I mean, he in if you don't think if you don't think now, at least at the end of his career, you're gonna say this guy's top five all time. Never all defensive team. I mean, I'm seeing all over top Twitter. Top five ever. I'm ever. I'm I'm seeing all over Twitter like. That Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now. Even Giannis said it. You're telling me he's top five ever. Yes. Like who would you put him? Who would you put him above? Who would you put him one through four? Okay. Okay. Let's let me give a list right now. LeBron, MJ, Kobe, Would I put up for? Like, dude, you could say Curry's better than Durant all time. No. You could though. I mean, you could, but he's not. You couldn't make a good point about it, you know. Like, so I feel K- like you couldn't say like Katie's better than Magic all time. You know, in I terms would. of in terms of sheer, in terms of sheer skill, like obviously, I'd rather have KD. Um. So how are you not going to put him above him? Um. Sorry, I was just reading something. But for some you know, resumes, taking all things into account, Magic has five rings, Katie has, you know, two Mickey Mouse ones. And I mean this take could be pending as well and, because I mean let's say the Bucks win these next two games, then 
it's definitely a very and this take sucks yeah it's definitely know? a very poor take but <laughs> as of right now dude kevin durant's top five of all time who's the fourth guy you'd put with him lebron mj kobe kd and who bird larry bird mm-hmm. so you think kd is better than wilt yes oh no man he is. He will average. He legitimately is. He will average eight blocks a game. So what? Fifty points a season. <laughs> no, that's absolutely insane. That's I nuts. Would, I wish. And I, would, I mean, I wish we could. We could have seen Will. And Chamber I mean, the play. thing is, like, this take is obviously biased because it's like our generation. You know, like, dude, we didn't even see MJ play. Yeah, if you think he about didn't it, see him play, but everyone says how good he was. Yeah, like everyone I put Kobe, I put Kobe at three, but a lot of people probably disagree with that. Obviously, I would never put Kobe at three. I would. I could put Shaq over Kobe and go to sleep. Oh my fun. god, you're no. Yeah, I could. That's a I ridiculous. I could put KD take. over Kobe too. Who? I could put KD over Kobe. That's a ridiculous take. Kobe, I could name five Kobe better. Has five rings. I could name five better Lakers than Kobe. Stop it. Yeah, I could. You're capping right now. I can now. name five better players who wore Laker uniforms than Kobe. Who? LeBron James. Okay. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. No. Yup. Wilt Chamberlain. No. Kareem. No. Kareem's better than Kevin Durant too, by the way. No. And um, hmm. Kareem can't do seventy-five percent of things KD can do. Oh, that that kid number three on the Lakers, Kuz, Kuzma. He's not even number three. Yeah, he is. I thought he was number he's three. He's zero. He's zero. Yeah, number zero. The kid <laughs> Kuzma on the Lakers. Oh, Anthony Davis is three. Yeah, he's number. He's 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 the last guy. Anthony Davis. You think he's better than Kobe? Yeah. No, I'm just playing. That was blasphemous as fuck. I didn't actually mean that. You got thirty seconds to redeem um, yourself from that take. I would say Hakeem Olajuwon's better than Durant. He didn't wear a Laker jersey. Sorry, not sorry. Oh fuck, no, fuck, then Kevin fuck Durant. Fuck the Laker talk. Fuck the Laker talk. That was some troll ass shit. Kevin Durant, I put him, I put him number ten or eleven all time. Okay, that's I got what him I'll top say five. about him. That's what I'll say about him. We got ten seconds. We'll, you want to keep and going? Ten or eleven is generous too. No, nah, we're good. All right. Thank you for listening. All right, love you guys. Hot takes at the end of the show. Quick episode today. Thank you. Peace.